Hello there and welcome to episode 97 of the Sports and Spirituality Show brought to you in part by our friends at the Fairfield County Sports Network and Price Custom Homes. Greg and Mitch Price have been building homes for 50 years and they would love to help you build your next home. You can get more information by going to their website, PriceCustomHomes.com. Thanks, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show here. A special thank you to our friend Mike O'Reilly at WLRY 88.9 Radio for Life uh, for airing this podcast every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. So appreciate your friendship and your willingness to broadcast this podcast on Saturday mornings at 11 on 88.9 FM. My name is Steve Rao, and our co-host for today's broadcast is a lady who does not struggle with the choice between ice cream and cake. Clearly, the answer is ice cream. But she does struggle between a Boston cream donut or stromboli. She's a lady who doesn't struggle with uh, which podcast she loves more. Clearly, it is the Sports and Spirituality Show. But she does struggle with which kid she loves the most, Lucy or Wade. She's the lady who doesn't struggle with how excited she is about rapping three shows from now. But she does struggle a little bit with what is her favorite Tay song. She is with the three young adults. She is Kelsey Bull. Welcome back to episode 97 of the Sports and Spirituality Show, kid. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Are you? Yeah. <clears throat> what what makes you good? <laughs> I, you always ask me that. Uh, yeah. And what answer do you always give me? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so, am good. Okay. <laughs> how are we defining it? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. How's your heart rate? Um, it's normal now. Is it? Yeah, a was it elevated ago. earlier? Yes, it was quite elevated. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Do you want to tell the story or you, shall I? Or, wait, wait, yeah, I want you to. Okay. Because I want to know from your perspective because I know it from mine. Okay. Um, on my way to your house after dropping off my daughter at kindergarten. Yes. I was um, responding to a message from a friend via the Marco Polo app, which is where you just send voice like video messages okay. um, back and forth. So it's think text, but instead of sending a like text message, you're sending like a video. Um, and so it's pretty easy to do. And I was wrapping one up while I was sitting in your car. No, I was sitting in my car in your driveway. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. And um, I got out and I was locking my car and I think I was still thinking about what I had said to my friend. Yes. And I, when I come to your house, I come through your driveway. No. Wow. I come through your garage. Yep. Um, and I walked into your garage like I do every week. Yes. And you jumped out and scared me. Yes, I and did. And I truly um, was not expecting <laughs> it. Um, I screamed very loud. You did. I think I even jumped. <laughs> you did. Um. I'm sure my face looked terrified. It did. Um, yes. And I will say, like, I've come to expect you you um, trying to scare me within your house. Uh-huh. Like, you'll hide around the corner from where you're, like, the door I walk in. Or uh-huh. you'll hide in the office where we record. Yes. Um, but I was not expecting that. And you told me you had been planning it for a couple 
multiple weeks. I have. Um, yes. So what's the what's your perspective? Well, um, you very aptly put it. Uh, <clears throat> here's the deal. You expected me one time to jump out and scare you, and you didn't get scared. Yes. And yes, so yes. that to me was a challenge <laughs> sure because you are the one who laid the line in the sand and said eh, you know you really can't scare me and i don't so, remember saying that's that. what it sounded like to me of um, course it be- was <laughs> you always hear what you want to hear <laughs> well you were saying uh yep nope didn't scare me and so wow uh, that was a challenge to me mm. like steve you've got to up your game if you are going to scare the gal you got to find other ways to make the magic happen Sure. And so, um, yes, I had actually planned to do it last week, but through a series of events, uh, I didn't get that done. So today allowed me uh, the flexibility to uh, do what I had <laughs> been planning, oh, and man. I felt like it went better than I'm, I could have expected. I'm sure it did. Yes. It was for sure a combination of I was 0% expecting it. Yes. And I was thinking about something else entirely. Yes. Yep. It's Mm -hmm. a perfect storm. Yeah, it was. Oh, it makes me so happy. Uh, And so um, I I, I did hug you after that because I did worry that you might die of a heart attack. Yeah, it was. And if you die in my garage, then I got a lot of paperwork to fill out and all that. Yeah. So I didn't want that. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, It probably shouldn't bring me the level of joy that it does. How long will you be riding that high? uh, Oh, uh, oh, definitely for uh, probably for the rest of the week. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll, I'll replay it in my mind sure. and watching you <laughs> jump back and scream and waking up my neighbors. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> that's what that. truly, I think, as we were walking into your house afterwards, I was like, someone might call the police. Yeah, right. Like, they heard a scream. Right, yes, yeah. right. Like, this lady's being murdered or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, One <clears> of <throat> my fears is that if I am attacked, um, I... I will freeze, like my voice will freeze and I won't be able to like scream for help. Okay, guess and what? So I That's will, not a problem. Yeah, I will say that yeah. kind of gives me reassurance that like, yes. yeah, I would, I would scream. Yeah, you absolutely would. Um, number two, I was a little surprised that you didn't punch me. Now, uh, I scare my wife a lot yeah. and she punches me mm-hmm. every time. So I was prepared. I think I took a step back because I thought you were going to attack me. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I don't even say, think I got there mentally you, you, you for didn't. a minute you yeah. didn't because you didn't offer any violence uh, towards mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. um and so yeah uh, so that that was good I, I can guarantee you will not lose your voice mm-hmm. your voice was very loud <laughs> um <coughs> and so uh yeah uh, <coughs> that brought me uh, great joy this morning so thank you uh, for that <laughs> joyful moment uh, that, that you provided uh mm-hmm. there so uh, those things that I listed, any of those things true? Okay, I think so. It was quite wordy this morning. It was very wordy. Yes, because yeah. I was. I, I have a little balance here. Uh-huh. Uh, something that is not a struggle for you, but something that might be a struggle for you, or sure. I'm declaring is a struggle for you. Sure. Right. So yes. we can go at the top. Here's okay. how I know that uh, the struggle between ice cream and cake is not a problem because I saw uh, on, I believe it was... Instagram or TikTok uh, uh, that you were asked ice yes, cream or cake and yes. you said ice cream clearly very definitively like there's no discussion about this 
Yes, there is no discussion about this. We, the video you're referring to is our church does like these meet the staff social media videos. Right. Um, weekly, and there's a question of the week. And this week's question was true or false, ice cream is better than cake. And I said, absolutely true. Ice cream is better than cake. But I got into a discussion with someone later who believes cake is better than ice cream. Uh huh. And. I will say that cake, what comes to mind is like white cake, chocolate cake, like a basic cake. But we started talking like red velvet, cheesecake, carrot cake. And I was like, oh man, that is tough. I really love strawberry cake um, or like confetti cake. Um, Yes. And he said, what would you, like if you paired the best ice cream you've ever had up against the best cake you've ever had. Yeah. I, I did say I would probably go, like, best cake I'd ever had. Oh, interesting. But I was just in the moment thinking, like, the traditional, like, white or, yes. like, chocolate cake. Yep. Um, and really, I think if you go with, like, those types of cake, they're only good because of the icing. So, again, if the question is cake versus ice cream. Right. Not icing. Right. I'm going ice cream. Yeah. i tell you what. Uh, I, I point or I pose this to my wife mm-hmm. as well. And she said it depends on the cake, and so same same thing yes. uh, that, that you discussion that you had because my wife makes an absolute killer carrot cake. Love it that. It is so. Does good. it have raisins in it? It does not. Even better. Even better. Yes, I love carrot cake, but the raisins yeah. ruin it for me. Amen, preach, sister. Um, uh, not, not not a fan of the raisin. Yeah. And so uh, it, it is incredible. I think she got the the. Um, uh, the recipe, I think, from her mom. I'm not even 100 percent sure. I think I think it was. It is great. So if you're talking about vanilla ice cream versus carrot cake that my wife makes, sure, carrot cake 100 percent of the time. Yeah. But um, for me, the best ice cream that I've ever had uh, compared to that, that, it's a real struggle for me. And yeah. If I had to choose, I'd probably go ice cream. Quite frankly, I know what I would do. I would choose both. Both, yeah, yeah of a course. A little bit of, of both yes. uh, would be what where I would go. But, um, yes, uh, you and I definitely on the same page there. Uh, do you struggle between a Boston cream and stromboli? Yes, very much so. S- same thing, right? Yes. It's not either or. No, it's both. It's both. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you and I, uh, definitely there. Um, <clears throat> you don't struggle with which podcast you love the <laughs> most. Do, do, I, w- I will say I agree with that. Yeah, I well, yeah. don't struggle. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Uh, whew, that was a close one. Um, and, uh, but you do struggle with which kid you love the most. Oh, and obviously it's Wade. <laughs> Why right is now. that obvious? Yeah, well, because his birthday was the other day. His birthday was yesterday. He turned yeah. three. Yeah. Um, that doesn't... No, I still struggle with which kid. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, do you? No, I don't. I love them equally. Okay. That... Okay. That, that's an unfair I'm going to say something, yeah, maybe controversial. Yeah, I'm here. And I think that there is no question. I love my kids equally. Yes. But there are seasons where you're just clicking or connecting with one kid more than the other. Absolutely. Or another kid is going through a tougher season. And I genuinely like my kids. I think they're so funny and fun and sweet and they're helpful. Like, they're both awesome. Um thankfully Wade has come out of but he was in a really tough season for a couple months of like strong defiance and the terrible twos I think they call it yeah 
And which, he which was, by the way, I find it's more the, the threes. threes. Yeah. Yes, and I have heard that, and that was kind of our experience with Lucy. Uh huh. Um, Wade's an early bloomer. Yeah, maybe he was an early bloomer and we're done with it, but <laughs> I'm also not letting myself live there because it could come right. back. Yes. Um, but his really, really tough season of defiance has been followed up with, like, really a ton of, like, sweetness. Yeah. Um, which is funny to me. He is all about mom right now. Yeah. Um, and so I am enjoying the extra love and cuddles and snuggles and all the things. But, yeah. Um, Beautiful. But Lucy is also in such a fun season. And, yeah, so I don't struggle, I guess, because I love them equally. Yeah, right. I don't, right. I don't know if I'm yeah, saying no, that I think you've a very uh, aptly portrayed the challenge that sure. is but i might like one more than the other in seasons. At, at, at certain times in certain situations sure. right yeah uh and um i think <clears throat> and you probably uh, read books on this study talked to people about it but it seems to me like those uh what are sometimes called the terrible twos uh <clears throat> i think what is happening there is they're trying to find out a couple of things right mm -hmm. they're trying to find out where the lines are yep and i think subconsciously they're trying to say uh, and there's no way they could define this or whatever, I, I don't suppose. But it seems to me that they're trying to say, look, I'm going to be as difficult of a human being as I can be. I'm going to see if you still love me at the end of the mm -hmm. day. Um, and when they discover that, I think maybe that's why it is followed by this extra special connection, uh, uh, cuddle time, snuggle time, uh, things like um, uh, he got the memo. Yep. I don't care how you react or how upset I am at you at the moment. Uh, you're still my child. Uh, I love you. I'm going to be here for you. Uh, we're going uh, to um, always be um, the, a family together. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really, really important uh, thing that you've done there. So we agreed. Uh, Wait is your favorite. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't struggle with how excited you are uh, that you're going to wrap on episode 100. We're on episode 97 right now. Uh, so you're, you don't struggle with that. <clears throat> I don't struggle with it because I'm yeah. not going to do it. Yes, you are going nope, to do it, Kelsey. I'm nope, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, sing um, there. That's what I meant. No. Nope. Um, yeah, but uh, I think you do struggle with your favorite taste song. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. That's so hard. It, it is. It's uh, like a lot of uh, um, questions that are really difficult to answer. Um, like, uh, you know, what is your, I don't know, favorite ice cream or what is your favorite cake or whatever. Uh, those things are like, well, I, I like so many of them. Oh, did you forget about this? Oh, what about that? Um, yes. And then, so it, that's probably also a season thing, isn't it? Where yeah. It, I it, guess so. At this season, at this time. But right now, this is my current favorite. Yeah, uh, sure. Do you, do you ever use that terminology? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, very much so. Yeah, so, uh, oh, I love that song, but right now my current favorite is this. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yes. That's fair. So do you, you struggle with those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so uh, <laughs> do you have any idea why uh, we might be chatting about this? No idea. Because something is coming up on Saturday. We're recording this on Friday morning. Uh -huh. Saturday night, there's something coming up. Oh, yes. And I think sure. my friend Kelsey is going to have a struggle. A little bit. Yes. Just and, a little bit. And, and it's uh, pretty easy still. Is it? Okay, yeah. good. I want to hear your perspective. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, there are many things in life that are a struggle 
or a challenge or a difficulty, mm-hmm. um, the word of the day that we mm-hmm. might be using today is conflict. We, we have this conflict, yes. right? Oh, I, I, I want to choose this Tay song, but oh, what about this song? No, no, right, no. Right. I, I don't want to disrespect that song by choosing it, uh, uh, you know, not choosing uh, th- that kind of thing. Um, uh, I don't want to say Wade is my favorite because it's his birthday, but we're going to celebrate him today. Uh, but I love Lucy the same level. Yep. And so yet uh, there's that one thing that, that Wade did that uh, uh, is really bothering me. And so uh, Lucy's been uh, very well behaved. So it's easier, you know, to, mm-hmm. to yeah, so there's this. This conflict that is happening and uh, they walk up and they say here's a Boston cream and here's some stromboli you can only choose one what a conflict that is. is yeah um, depends it, on what time of day it, it is, does so. it does <laughs> yeah. or how hungry I am yes, right yes. Uh, the stromboli is a lot bigger so yes. um, <coughs> that's uh, there's conflict uh, that happens and uh, the Apostle Paul knew something about conflict and he wrote about it uh, when he wrote to the church at Galatia. The book of Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 and 17. He said this, but I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So there's this struggle. It's like, yes, I want to do what Jesus wants me to do. I also, uh, let's say that thing is to love your enemies. Well, I, I want to do that. But also, when my enemy uh, is acting like uh, an absolute jerk, I really do want to just punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, I, I, I can't. So um, I have this conflict, right? Uh, <clears throat> they say um, that uh, we are uh, to not hate people. Um, and if you hate them without a cause, you have already murdered them in your heart, right? And yet sometimes you're like, hmm, seems like life would be better or the world would be better if this person no longer existed, right? It's the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. It's a conflict, and I think it's a common conflict for all human beings. We're in a situation where um, we really want to do, and I absolutely believe this, I believe the largest percentage of people, maybe I could be convinced 100% of the people, want to do the right thing. Um, but they uh, they don't, uh, obviously, none of us do. Uh, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right? We all screw up. And there's that, uh, the flesh wins sometimes and the spirit wins sometimes. But the challenge in our growth, in our spiritual life, is to continue uh, to lean on the Lord for his strength and help and direction to follow the spirit's leading and not just do uh, whatever the flesh wants to do um, and act or react in ways that are more reflective of a fleshly way of interacting. And so um, this is uh, the theme that the Apostle Paul was addressing here in Galatians 5, and I think a common theme for this podcast today, uh, and quite frankly, a common theme in most human beings life have you had this struggle as well yeah definitely i think i would probably agree with again you just said a lot of things but almost 100 percent of what you've said i agree with and have experienced myself 
Yes. And do you have any, uh, I don't know, tricks uh, or uh, things that you try to do when this conflict rears its ugly head, which is uh, about every day, um, and sure. way to address um, how to try to do the right thing more often <laughs> than doing the wrong thing? Yeah, sure. I think it's layered, right? I think it's um, definitely what am I consuming? Am I reading and in the word of God, hearing the word of God? Am I having conversations with godly people who are pointing me to um, Jesus, right? I think it's prayer. I think it's asking God to intercede, to be present in the conflict with me and to help me um, make the right decisions. Um and then I, I think it's also community. I think it's surrounding yourself with people um, who will hold you accountable, who will help you make um, the tough decisions when that might not be what you want to make. Um, or even if it is what you want to make, it's just hard, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think it's all of those things. I also do think, though, there is value in um, this word isn't maybe the one I want to use, but like failure. Uh-huh. Um, because I think we can learn and we can uh, experience God's grace and mercy and um, growth in faith through that if we allow it. Um, and so if we allow God to work and use it in that way. Um, so I, I think it's expecting um, that to some degree, expecting the failure to some degree, but also expecting to use that failure for good in my life and others, right? Yeah. Uh, use a sports analogy. I know you don't know anything about sports, but um, I use sports analogy. Uh, in <laughs> baseball, uh, they fail about 70% of the time. That's a lot. Um, the greatest hitter ever is a guy named Ted Williams. He batted 401 for the year. That means that he got out 60, 59% of the time. That's a lot. He got out. Yeah. Um, and so he was the greatest ever. The really good ones get out about 65% of the time. Uh, the good ones get out about 70% of the time, and the pretty good ones get out about 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, wow, uh, you, you call that success? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do fail, but they take those failures. They look at video. They talk to other people uh, that bat against this pitcher. Uh, they learn from the greatest hitters ever. They they do all of these things so that they can succeed more often mm-hmm. than they fail. And so I absolutely agree. There's so many wonderful things to be learned from failure. And we see example after example after example in the Bible where they failed and then they used that failure uh, to grow and become what God created them to become. One story that pops in my mind is Judas. Obviously, he failed. Mm-hmm. He, um, he obviously uh, betrayed Jesus. And then when he realized the, the mistake that he made, uh, he followed that failure with, quite frankly, another failure. Instead of running to Jesus and his disciples, uh, looking into the word, the things that you've encouraged us to do, uh, he ended up taking his own life. Peter, in that same situation, denied he even knew Jesus. And when it was made clear to him uh, through the rooster crowing that Jesus had predicted this moment was happening, he also ran out and was crying and broken and feeling uh, completely lost. 
It was a tremendous failure for him. And yet, uh, he used the tools that you've recommended. Um, he talks to God the Father about it. He reflects on it. And then he receives the Holy Spirit a few days later after Jesus rises from the dead. And he becomes the spokesperson for the church, preaches a sermon. 3,000 people come to Christ because of that. That failure was really fuel that allowed him to be successful in the end. And so I... Uh, could not agree more. The, there's great power in the failure when we have this flesh versus spirit conflict. Peter had that, right? Mm-hmm. He loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give him credit. He was at least close enough to Jesus. He was, you know, standing around the fire. Yeah. Uh, you don't hear any of the other disciples around that fire. Sure. Right? Uh, and they're like, hey, you know, he's trying to be close to Jesus. He's trying mm-hmm. to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of that, a flesh and spirit conflict happened, and he chose the flesh and said, I, mm-hmm. I, I got no idea what you're talking about. Yep. Later, he chooses the spirit, receives yep. the Holy Spirit, and literally helps to turn the world upside down. And so uh, it is um, a powerful lesson for us to learn. There's going to be a, f- a flesh-spirit conflict uh, there are ways, tools that can be used uh, where the Spirit can win more often if we'll yield to those. And yet, um, failure can be something uh, that can be used uh, to fuel us uh, for further success or future success there. Very good. Uh, thank you for uh, your willingness to share there. You're welcome. So, um, let's talk Saturday night. Okay. I think there's going to be a conflict in your spirit uh, come Saturday night. And, of course, I'm talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes, ranked number sixth in the country, taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, ranked number nine in the country. I believe the, uh, the, the point spread is three. Wow. Um, for Ohio State. So they are the favorite yeah. in this ball game Yikes. going to South Bend. So. Um, explain to us why this might be a conflict for you. My family is Irish and, um, growing up, not everyone in my family roots for both, but we, it was the norm for us to follow both teams. Um, and, uh, I would say that after Ohio State, Notre Dame, um, was you know, my second favorite. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, team. You're allowed to have those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to follow. And so it's going to be fun to watch them um, play one another. I hope it's a good game. Uh-huh. But there's no question that I want Ohio State to win. Oh. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. You're laying down the gauntlet. So you're not going to wear that split jersey thing. No. I feel like those have to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I don't own one. And I'm okay with that. I see. So. Yes. Very good. Yes. Um, well, um, you said a lot of fun. Um, I'm wondering if there's any trepidation in your mind uh, when you're watching this kind of... Are you going to watch this with family members? So, I'm not exactly... No, I'm not. Uh, probably just Josh and I. Because okay. we, I believe, have other plans that day. Okay. We'll be coming from... Got to put the kids to bed. Right, um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a 7.30 game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's rough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for exactly. My, uh, yes, yeah. my daily routine. That's okay. a hard time, but that's okay. Got it. So, we'll be watching after the kids go to bed. Yeah, well, 
that uh, that makes the process easier, I think. Because if you're sitting next to a Notre Dame fan, sure, and I don't know, uh, Tommy Eichenberg um, sacks uh, their quarterback um, and you know uh, plants him uh, uh, t- in the ground, and you're like, yeah, yes, you know, their their player, they're hurting because sure. they're like, oh my goodness, that was a third down play, and now we got to have to punt. Uh, and you're like, yes, that was a third down stop, and they're going to have to punt. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it could get. Yeah, yeah. so I, uh, I tell you what, I don't like watching games with um, members Fans from of another. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. For those reasons, right? Right. There. And and so if I had like, oh, they sacked the quarterback. Oh, I kind of wish that didn't happen. Yeah, but I'm kind of glad it happened. You know, uh, that uh, that's just a weird place to be. Sure. It's a conflicted place to be. It is. It is. And uh, so I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I personally don't like doing that. I, on the Ohio State-Michigan game, mm-hmm. I go to B-dubs uh, with my buddies, um, and 95% of the people in that room are Ohio State fans. There yes. are 5% Michigan fans in there. And, uh, of course, the last couple of years they've been pretty loud. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and so – um, and then, of course, uh, I don't drink, but others do there, and sometimes alcohol gets involved, mm-hmm. and uh, then people say things they probably shouldn't say, and then sure. they say, let's take it outside. All right, that, that's bad. Uh, sure. Uh, but uh, to be a fan of both of the teams that are playing, uh, that's got to be a very conflicted thing, um, and so I was worried about you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be safe. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You'll be safe. That's yes. good. Um, and uh, you, if you lean one way or the other, mm-hmm. uh, you're leaning on the Ohio State side of things. Yes. Uh, my dad had two favorite teams, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes and anybody who beat Notre Dame. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, it is. So that's just some different backgrounds uh, yes. that we have. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, he didn't care for Notre Dame. That's and funny. so, um, yeah. Uh, those were his two favorite teams, he would tell me. Uh, Ohio State and anybody uh, that plays Notre Dame. Those are my two favorite teams. Got it. And uh, so uh, if he was alive, he'd be happy this weekend because you'd only have to root for one team. Yes. Um, and so uh, do you know any of the history um, of this contest? Not much. Uh, that, you know, we've actually gotten the better of them the last two or three times we played. But there was an interesting situation some years ago. I, I should have looked it up before we opened the podcast microphones. But um, there's a guy. He was a linebacker named A.J. Hawk. Yeah, rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, he was actually out of Centerville. Uh, so he, he played in Ohio. Uh, and then went to the Ohio State University. He played for the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. He's a very, very good linebacker. He also uh, has a podcast. Uh, they teams up uh, with uh, uh, with a guy uh, for a podcast. So, uh, any rate, um, A.J. Hawk had a sister, Miss um, Hawk. I, I don't know what her name is. Okay. Uh, but she was dating the quarterback for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, um, and uh, Brady Quinn was his oh. name. Does that ring any bells, Brady Quinn? Yeah, he's gone to the NFL, right? He did. He's uh, what wasn't real good, but uh, but he made oh, it to okay. the NFL. Okay. Uh, he actually played for the Browns for a period of time. Okay, okay. So Brady Quinn uh, is the quarterback for Notre Dame. Yes. While dating AJ Hawk's sister, who is a linebacker. Now, see, in in a situation like this, if Two of the players are both on offense. They're never going to see each other. Right, and right. They're both on defense. They're not really going to see each other in a play I'm talking right. about. But 
if you've got a linebacker whose job it is to go sack the quarterback and your sister is dating the quarterback, I could imagine there would be some sort of conflict. Did A.J. Hawk's sister marry this guy? She did. Oh, she did. Wow. She certainly did. And it's my understanding that she, if my memory serves correct, she or somebody in her family uh, wore a split jersey. So half of it Notre Dame, half of it Ohio State. It might have mm-hmm. been A.J.'s parents okay, uh, okay. who wore uh, this uh, split jersey. But there was a moment in the game where A.J. Hawk sacks Brady Quinn. And, uh, you know, it was just like, and they kept panning to the girlfriend slash sister uh, <laughs> throughout the, the broadcast. So uh, you talk about a uh, conflicted situation uh, that has to be uh, a bit of a struggle there. Fast, fo- fast forward to 2022. I believe it was last year. Ohio State played Notre Dame in Ohio Stadium. And typically the way these non-conference games work is uh, you play a home and home. So one year you host them, the next year you travel there. Okay. Okay. So I believe it was last year, Notre Dame was at Ohio State. Yeah. There is a player on the Ohio State University who went to Pickerington Central named Sonny Styles. Okay. I had the privilege of um, broadcasting his state championship basketball game when he played with Devin Royal and uh, others, obviously, on the team. Uh, and they win the state championship. That was a couple of years ago. After that, he reclassified as a senior, graduated as a junior, and went to Ohio State. So he's one of the younger players on the team. Okay. So last year, Sonny Styles is on the Ohio State University, and his brother, Lorenzo Styles Jr., is playing for Notre Dame. Oh, wow. Now, Lorenzo Styles Sr., Sonny's dad, and obviously Lorenzo's dad, mm-hmm. uh, he played for Ohio State. Okay. So he was a Buckeye. So Sonny is following in his dad's footsteps. Lorenzo goes over to Notre Dame. Okay. So... The uh, Styles brothers are playing against each other. Got it. This year, yes. Lorenzo Styles Jr. transfers to Ohio State. To the Ohio State University. Yes. So Sonny and Lorenzo Jr. they get to play together against Lorenzo Styles' old team, uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That's a big game for Lorenzo. It is. And it's at Notre Dame. It is. Wild. A place where he's played. Yeah. That you probably know. Do you happen to know who their coach is or head coach? Nope. Uh, didn't figure you would. But this guy's name is Marcus Freeman. Got it. Marcus Freeman, do you have any idea where he played his college football? Ohio State. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And he was a linebacker for the Ohio State University. Wild. So now he's coaching at Notre Dame. And so, again, I'm sure he's not conflicted at all. He wants mm-hmm. the Fighting Irish to win. He's going to do everything in his power to make sure that they do win. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's got to be a teeny tiny bit of his heart that's like, yep, that's scarlet and gray. Love that. Right. Um, so this right. one moment in my life, I'm going to have to put that to the side yes. uh, and move on. Um, the There is a coach for Ohio State named James Laurinaitis. Yes. Are you familiar with James Laurinaitis? Yeah, he's a former player. He is. Uh, Ohio State player. He's a linebacker. Uh, played in the NFL. Played for the St. Louis Rams. It's now the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think he might actually have their tackle record uh, for the Rams. He was incredible. He worked with Marcus Freeman last year. Uh, at Notre Dame? At Notre Dame. Oh, wow. 
and he's transferred as a coach to Ohio State. To the Ohio State University. Wow. So he's now coaching the linebackers at Ohio State, which, by the way, they're really good. Yeah. Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers, Cody Simon. Uh, these, uh, these linebackers are pretty good. That's awesome. And so, uh, yeah, it, all of that uh, storyline yes. uh, between these two storied franchises – um, Ohio State and Notre Dame all coming to a head Saturday night at 7.30. And, uh, yes, I am excited about it uh, very much. Uh, looking forward to that. Will you be watching at home? I will be watching at home. Okay. Yes, um, unless I get an invitation from the Bulls to go over to their place. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, probably not <laughs> this week. Oh, probably not this week. You would miss the first probably quarter of the game. Why? Why would I miss the first quarter? Because – well, I mean, I guess you could watch without us yeah. while we're putting the kids yes. to bed. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then when the kids go to bed, you're going to be like, Are you quiet? I don't, no, yeah. I am not. So, actually, we have um, trained our children to sleep through a lot of noises okay. because we typically... Um, when we were doing youth ministry, had people over at our house, right. and it would get quite loud. And our yeah. kids learned to sleep through it. Good. So, Do you want to test that theory? Um, Saturday night, about seven thirty. Not with you. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, an admission that maybe I could be possibly louder than a, a gaggle full of youth kids? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But All they right. can get pretty loud. So yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know. All right. So you just don't want me to come to your house. Is um, that it? Preferably not this Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why that strikes me funny. Uh, but I don't know either. But yeah, it's you, my truth. You don't. <laughs> you don't want me at your house on Saturday. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, that clears up that. Uh, uh, you know potential conflict. <laughs> uh, that, uh, there's no conflict. No, it's very clear. Yep. Um, all right. So uh, here's what I did last week. Ohio State. Beat the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Yes. Yes, we chatted a little bit about that. Yes, they did. And uh, they beat them soundly, 63 to yes. 10. Um, and a couple of touchdowns were scored by a guy named Emeka Abuke. You know him? I don't know him. Yeah, jersey number two. Great. That, does that help you? Yeah, it okay. does. Yeah, jersey number two. He had uh, uh, four targets. You know what a target is? No. Basically, they throw in his direction. Oh, okay. They targeted him as the receiver. Oh, okay. Right? Just because they target you doesn't mean you're going to make the reception, right? Sure. But they throw it to you, hoping, hoping you make the catch. So, four targets. He had four catches. So, That's every great. time they threw in his direction, he made the catch. He had 57 yards, and 32 of those yards were yak yards. Do you have any idea what yak means? No. This is an educational moment for you. Can't uh, wait. Yards after catch. So here's the deal. Okay. I could throw you a screen pass. A screen pass is a pass is thrown along the line of scrimmage. Yes. And like I take, sideways, basically. Yes, yeah, sideways. That's exactly right. Okay. And so then if I run at 30 yards mm -hmm. and then go out of bounds or score a touchdown, um, that is counted as a 30-yard touchdown pass. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Even though the pass actually didn't tr travel any yards because it was along the line of scrimmage. Because they ran it. Yards after catch. That's how many yak yards he got. Oh. He got 30. Okay. Um, okay. Because uh, those were yards after he caught it. Okay. So let's say I throw a five-yard pass and he runs another five. Mm -hmm. He'll get credit for 10-yard uh, reception. But only the quarterback, five yak. Exactly. And um, the quarterback will get 10 yards uh, credit for 10-yard pass. 
mm-hmm. even though it's a team thing. That makes sense? Okay. So sure. of his 57 yards, 32 of those were yak yards. And two of those four catches ended him in the end zone. So he had a couple of touchdown passes. So that's a pretty good Saturday. Yeah. So I had the privilege of catching up with him in the interview room. And uh, uh, there were a bunch of us around the table where he was answering a lot of questions. Uh, You'll hear some questions from me. You'll hear some questions uh, from some other people in the room. But would you like to hear what Emeka Abuke had to say after that outstanding performance on Saturday? Yeah, let's do it. Do you guys feel it when you start to hit a stride offensively? Like, can you feel it, or is it just, you know, trying to play it down by down? Yeah, it's, uh, you can definitely feel it. It's very much an energy-based thing, especially when the defense is on their P's and Q's, too, getting stops and, and creating turnovers. That turns the offense up um, a notch. So um, I feel like we played really good as a unit. Um, we're still going to improve from the film and all that, and we're looking forward to next week. Does it seem a little bit... Does it seem a little bit more like uh, last year's offense where you guys could just score in bunches? Uh, it seemed like at will. Yeah. Uh, for the first time this year, you guys put 28 on the board pretty quickly. Yeah, I feel like we've always had that, you know, uh, in the tank, um, and it just comes down to effort and, and execution. Um, when we don't put points on the board and we don't score touchdowns, it's probably something we did. It's probably not something the defense did. It's probably, you know, a lack of execution on our part because we believe we have the best offense and the best players in the country. Kyle would never show it. He's the type of dude to, you know, he doesn't necessarily wear his emotions on his sleeve. He does get fired up before games, which is good to see, um, having leadership behind at the quarterback position. But um, he doesn't let too many things affect him, whether it's outside noise or stuff going on internally. Um, so I feel like he goes about his business the same he does every day, very poised, um, very, you know, businesslike. He handles his stuff. Um, and, you know, he was on his P's and Q's today. Ryan has talked leading up to this game about the sense of urgency heightening. Yeah. As you know, like Notre Dame sense of making things getting a little bit tougher. <coughs> Did you see that all week? And how do you feel like that led to the performance today? Yeah, that was just a huge emphasis for us. Um, and that was even, that, that was even you know, carried over today in, in the morning and stuff. We, we got up with a fast start. Um, you know, we were getting hype in the locker room and whatnot. Uh, Coach Higgins, you know, he had some performances for us. That, you know, got us, got us lit. Um, but we were just ready to, to come out and execute and play at a high level. How was that different than maybe the first two weeks of the season? Um, it was just effort and execution. So when you're not, when you're not making the plays necessarily, the, the energy can go down, and that kind of puts a, puts a damper on things as an offense and as a team. Um, so it's all about making plays, and making plays comes with, you know, effort and execution. I know I keep saying it, but it's been a huge hitting point for us. Does it feel good to finally be able to look at Notre Dame now? Seems like the first three weeks were the build-up to that. Mm-hmm. Does it feel good to kind of finally be there now? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, we love we love big games. We love matchup games. That's why you come. That's why you come to Ohio State is to play, you know, Notre Dame in South Bend. Um, so you know, we've already started on them. Uh, we weren't looking past Western Kentucky by any means. But we know, you know, this one, this one's a big game. So uh, we're going to celebrate this win, but we're, we're all laser focused and we're ready to play them. Just I, I felt like the energy was better just from all units, special teams, offense, defense. We were making plays. We were flying around. Um, and I think a big part of it, we were, we were having fun. We weren't playing, you know, tight. We were playing loose. Um, and we were able to play for each other and, and just put it all out there on the field. So um, that's what you guys saw today. I mean, that's, that's why you get into the sport in the first place. You know, you never want to lose that. Um, you know, emotions can run high when you're at this high of a level playing college football, um, and especially when you feel like you're competing for a job or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. So you can kind of lose that in some sense. But um, I think just having a tight-knit group like we have, you know, we're 120 deep, and there's nothing I wouldn't do for any single one of them. So um, I feel like the tighter a group is, the more you're able to play for each other, and the more fun it becomes. And I think that's important um, to have a short memory as a quarterback. 
Um, I know if I was a quarterback, it'd be a little difficult because, you know, I've gotten better over the years, but I'm, I'm someone who uh, has been working on trying to get over to the next play, and Kyle really um, excels at that. We, we joke around with him and, and mess around when, you know, you're like, oh, you're starting today or whatever like that, even our freshman year in Akron, uh, and you can never really tell that he was rattled, and he goes about his business, like I said, like any other time. Yeah, the running game opens up everything downfield, so um, you want to be able to rock off, rock off the ball, and that opens up play action and then you know the safeties have to step up so it really gets the whole picture going for the offense sometimes you know we have really great receivers and great tight ends um, but you can't just air it out the whole time because the defense will get soft and start rushing you know three people um, so the running game is definitely huge. Mecca, what do you think next week will be like to be prime time biggest game of the week and uh, a team that you guys beat last year that's very incentivized to, to give one to you guys this year? Yeah well uh, we call them matchup games when you're playing an opponent who's of equal skill level as you um, so in matchup games, it comes down to you know effort, playing hard, um, and it comes down to executing. So we're just going to look to do that. We're going to get on the film Tuesday. We're going to build up a great plan with full trust in the coaches of what they're doing, um, and we're going to go out there and play our hardest. Are you already thinking about that game? Absolutely. Were you already thinking? But you're still what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking past Western Kentucky at all. Um, we took care of business today, but you know as soon as the the last whistle of the fourth quarter went off, I started thinking about Notre Dame. What, what did Kyle? In the last couple of weeks, but especially today, what did he show you that maybe you wanted to see from him too? I mean, you've, you've been his backer for a while now, but what, what just kind of jumped out at you about the way he played? I think it's, I think uh, an area that he's very much improved in is his leadership. He's always been poised. He's always thrown a pretty ball. He's always been super smart in the pocket. Um, but, you know, leadership was something that you don't necessarily get to see because he's not the starter. Um, but, you know, I, I had my questions about it. And, you know, he, he left me, you know, he answered all of them. He's, he's a great leader for our offense. In the way he was talking? Yeah. I mean, how did it show? Yeah, just vocal, um, getting the offense going, be able, being able to, you know, um, when it's loud, loud in the in the stadium and all that, quiet down everybody. Make sure everyone has the right plays. Just handle it like a quarterback should. Like he's the field general, so he's he's doing his role perfectly. Are you? When do you think that was answered? Today or did you see that? No, that's been answered okay. for me. Yeah. Um, we know how high the standard is that you guys hold yourself to. The last two weeks, I'm assuming didn't probably meet what you guys wanted. Mm -hmm. Coach Day said Sunday on it was a difference in the practice habits and all that. Is that because of the first two weeks, or was it just time to turn it up? What do you, what do you think went into that? Um, yeah, I think it was a little. We felt it as an entire team. Um, we just weren't playing our best football. Um, to, you know, for lack of better terms, we just, you know, we know we had more in the tank. Um, and even today, today, we felt like it was just a sneak peek. There's a lot we can improve on, but we went out there and we played really hard. And we, we you know, we beat Western Kentucky convincingly. Um, but we feel like we can do with, do that with any opponent in the nation. Do you think that's ever hard for younger guys to acclimate to, well, like one by 20, one by 28 the next week? Like, that's good enough at most places. Mm -hmm. But, like, you guys weren't happy. How hard is that to transition to that standard? Yeah, you don't necessarily come to Ohio State unless you're an elite competitor. Um, an elite competitor for us looks like dominating in every aspect of the game. Um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna play better than you on Saturday. I'm gonna prepare better than you on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm gonna watch more film than you. I'm gonna recover better than you. Sleep better. It's all these aspects. So, um, I feel like the guys that we recruit and the young freshmen have all those same mindsets, um, and that's why you know that's why Ohio State has had such a great team for so many years. Michael, what still needs to be better offensively? You mentioned there's always things you can improve on. Like going into next week, what do you guys need to be better? Uh, we just got to look at the film. I'm, I, I feel like we played pretty well today, but there's always things that you're going to pick up on, um, stuff stuff that can bite you in the butt if you know you're playing a better opponent. Um, not to short Western Kentucky at all, but we're going into South Bend and we're playing you know 
I don't know what the rank, but probably top 10 opponent. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. That's why you come to Ohio State to play in these big games. But, yeah. And then what were your thoughts on the Carnell's moment there for his first touchdown? Yeah, I was so excited for him. Um, just a dude who, who works really hard, comes in day in, day in and day out, who's been through tragedy. Um, you know, we were all heartbroken when that happened for him. But, um, you know, it's not, you know, he, he was there, you know, two days later at the facility doing his workouts, practicing. Um, you know, we all had a heavy heart for him and just to see him make plays um, and go about his business the way he has with such um, grace is just super inspiring for me. So. Mecca, you guys ran the ball for more than 200 yards today. How important is that rushing game to this offense? Yeah, it's very important. Um, I was talking about it earlier. It just opens up everything else for us um, when it comes to, you know, airing the ball out and all that type of stuff. How did you see Kyle's confidence grow from today versus last week? And did you guys also be clicking on offense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kyle's always been a confident guy. Um, he's, he's not one to really doubt himself or anything like that. So I think it was just elevating the play of everyone um, of everyone else and getting us going um, because we, we could have played better in a, as an entire offense the first two weeks. What did you make of his response from that strip set? Um, I mean, it's, it's nothing I haven't seen before. You know, he throws picks in practice sometimes and come back and, you know, throw a great ball or, or score the, the next play. So um, he's a very level-headed person. How have you been able to manage the expectations in that wide receiver room? Uh, we don't really have any expectations. Our expectations are to are to go out and, and play with the most effort of any wide receiver group in the country. And we feel like if we do that, the results will, will follow. So um, we're just looking to go out there and play very hard. Knowing that the Notre Dame head coach was a former Buckeye, mm -hmm. um, does that apply any extra pressure? How do you manage that? No, not at all. We go about the, the game. Um, like it was like it was any other week. So no matter who's across from us, we're just going to play our brand of football. And how important is it for you to be a leader on the offensive side of things uh, for the last couple of years here? Um, yeah, I feel like um, being a leader was something that um, I've never shied away from. It was something that I did in high school and middle school and all throughout my years um, playing football. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, just we have a ton of leaders on the offense, so it's not just me. Um, but, you know, being able to pick up people when, when they might be down or, or in low spirits. Um, so you need everybody on the offense to be able to do that. And congratulations on the victory. Best of luck next week. Again, that was Emeka Abuke, who was one of the star players in the victory against Western Kentucky last Saturday as he had uh, two touchdown catches and uh, is very excited about the contest against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We record this on Friday mornings. That football game is on Saturday night. And uh, Stephen Kelsey, very excited about that as well. I have one other place I'd like to go with the last few minutes we have here. Alrighty. And that is, um, <clears throat> is there a holiday that is not really a holiday for you? And what I mean by that, let me give you an example. Uh, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. uh, on occasion, they have a thing called a McRib. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, and when the McRib comes out, people get really excited about that. If you sure. love the McRib. Like, oh, uh, this is a, a holiday. It's yes. one of my favorite days of the year. Yes. Uh, this McRib coming out. Um, my middle daughter, her a national holiday for her is the day that we fall back. Oh, and yes. we turn the clock back an hour. Sure. She gets an extra hour of sleep. She tells me, Dad, it's one of my favorite days of the year. That's so funny. Uh, when uh, we get an extra hour of sleep. So uh -huh. that's a, a holiday for her. Um, you have anything like that? Nothing is coming to mind. But 
yeah. Yep. Nothing is coming to mind. Very good. Now, are you a coffee drinker? I am. There is what is kind of like a not a holiday, but kind of a holiday for coffee drinkers. There is. Uh, talk to me about that. Um, it is not a holiday for me because I'm not a fan. Okay. But um, it is PSL day yes. or pumpkin spice lattes. Yes. Um, or pumpkin spice whatever. Right. Which I think starts... In September, the end of September. It must, because I I'm think. hearing people talk about it. Now, interesting, this is a sports yeah. and spirituality Did show. Did it start at the end of August? Has uh, it been out for a couple weeks? Well, I don't know about that. Well, yeah. we're, we're uh, three weeks into September. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think probably first of September. Um, but when I heard PSL, instantly, because this is the sports and spirituality show, yes. I'm thinking personal seat license. Why what are people that? excited about personal seat license? Oh, Got it, it, got it, got it. When you, when uh, you own, move into a yeah. new stadium, yeah. you can get a personal seat license, so you, you'll get these two seats. Yes, and yes. And then you, then you have to buy your uh, you know season tickets and all that stuff. Yes. But you can get a PSL, a personal yes. seat license. Okay, okay. <laughs> so when I first heard, oh, PSL, I'm so excited. I'm like, really? What stadium is being mm -hmm. built? Um, then, yeah. Um, so you, you're not. It's not a holiday for you. No, it's not. Personal seat Although license. Although I do love I mean, Starbucks. pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> yeah, I do love Starbucks's um, winter menu. Okay. Um, yeah, they have their caramel brulee latte is my absolute favorite. Is it? I don't know that it's a holiday. Like, I ha I go out that day and get it. I don't. But, uh -huh, right. Um, yes. So, I don't. I'm trying to think through the year and what, what that would be like. Like, what happens that, you know, I would celebrate? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be food-related. Right. I want to share with you one yeah, of my food-related ones. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there, there's other things that happen. Um, uh, my wife, uh, we were chatting about this yesterday, and she said March Madness. Mm. Now, uh, that is, it's not a national holiday. It's not a federal holiday. Sure. It's not a local holiday. But I think maybe for Kelsey, that's a pretty exciting time. It is an exciting time. You look yeah. forward to it. You yeah. fill out the bracket. Uh, you can't wait for the yeah. uh, Thursday games to get started. Um, you might end up with a <coughs> uh, the flu for a couple of days. <laughs> um, so you can uh, you can watch the games. So, yeah, that, that was a really good one. Uh -huh. um, something that happens throughout the year, not really a holiday. Sure. I think when, um, maybe for me, it's when a TV show premieres. It is. Yeah. Or, I mean, I feel like the Taylor Swift concert this past summer was yep. like a holiday I was anticipating for a long time. Absolutely. You know, so You're I, anticipating. I get behind... I get behind the idea of this. I'm just having a hard time thinking of... Oh, well, those things are yeah. uh, spot on for you. Yes. And my guess is you can't wait. And you will be sitting down on your mm -hmm. couch. Um, and you will clear your calendar for this, right? This is what we do for holidays, right? Sure. yeah. Uh, we're like, this is the thing I'm... If I don't do anything else today, this is the thing I'm doing today. Sure. And that is when the Golden Bachelor premieres. Well... I have a pretty big conflict uh -huh. uh, because it premieres this coming Thursday. Oh, does it and really? Yes. And I have our church young adult ministries uh -huh. on Thursday night. So you're going to DVR it? Yes, I am. Yeah. You're yeah. going to try not to talk to anybody about it? Yes, yeah. I am. So you can get home and watch it in its uh, purest form? Yeah, maybe. I... I'm usually, I, I have been, it's a new ministry, pretty tired at the end of those days uh -huh. because also at the end of Thursday, our weekend is Friday, Saturday. Right. So 
I'm so tired from the week and then right. so tired from the event. Sure. So we'll see if I have the the energy to watch. Oh, I didn't Thursday. necessarily mean Thursday night. Sure, sure, but, sure. You know, Friday. Yes. But then you're going to have a problem because yes. you're going to go on social media and you're going to see what people are saying about it. Yeah. And so you... you I'll stay off, probably. You, I was going to say, you got to put a plan together to mm-hmm. make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Which is not too hard for me. I'm not yeah, on social media a ton right now anyway. Excellent. Because yes. I've done this several times for football games. Yes. Where I wanted to watch them in their purest form. Yes. And uh, I've done it a couple times recently and uh, been successful. Uh in uh, making that happen mm-hmm. so but i purposely didn't look at texts that people sent me i didn't look at right. social media because i knew it was, it was going to ruin it for me so mm-hmm. uh yeah kudos to you my holiday Is? happened last week okay uh i we had our grandsons over they spent the night uh and we had all kinds of fun together and uh, in the morning, I said, hey, sons, uh, what do you think about running over uh, to Donut World and getting some donuts? They're like, yeah, 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 we want donuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they said they wanted donut holes. Yes. Well, first of all, two problems I have. One, I didn't sure. know they had donut holes there. At Donut World. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Number two, they're not really holes. It's the center of the donut. It's not a hole. You can't buy a hole. That'd be like buying air. Okay. But it's you're cutting out the hole. Yes. Yeah. You're cutting out the hole. So I'm going to sell so, you the hole, or am I selling you the center of that donut that I cut out? But you're cut. You're making a hole in the donut, yep. and that hole is what they're selling. No, they're not. Yes. They're selling the center of the donut. They're not selling the hole. Okay. <sighs> anyway, um, so I didn't know they had this, and they put them in, in little bags. Yes. And my, kid, my grandkids knew about it. And so we got bags for them. And then I ordered uh, the donut, uh, Stephen Kelsey's favorite donut, a Boston cream. Yes. And uh, uh, they, they got that for me. My wife ordered a blueberry uh, donut. And then they said to me, would you like a pumpkin donut? And I was like, yes, I want a pumpkin donut. Is the Pope Catholic or what? Yes, I want a pumpkin donut. I didn't know the pumpkin donuts were uh, available. I didn't know that this moment had come. I didn't know that my favorite holiday of the year had finally arrived. Mm. Pumpkin donuts. Yes, 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 I want a pumpkin donut. Have you had one since? I have had quite a few since. Um, I, on Monday... Uh, went and bought a dozen pumpkin donuts mm-hmm. to take to work. Our uh, staff rally is on Monday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, our lead pastor, Pastor Tim, also loves some pumpkin donuts. And I said, uh, "Hey, you know, PSL is not my holiday because I'm not a coffee drinker. PDD right. is pumpkin, pumpkin donut, donut day. day. Mm-hmm. Yes, when the pumpkin donuts are premiered, that is a day mm-hmm. for me." And I told him, "I said, I've got some upstairs. He's like, Please don't say that. Please don't say because he he tries to eat really really well yes. and." Uh, he knows he can't resist. Sure. So I'm sure uh, that he made it up there to the office and got himself pumpkin donut. Um, and so, yes, uh, it is a tremendous joy uh, in my life. And so I, I got those. And then we had our circle gathering. Uh, we had that on Thursday night. And I bought another dozen, uh, maybe, to uh, share with the team. That's there. so nice of you. Oh, that's what I do. Um, and, oh, it's uh, so, so, so good. So. Uh, my special holiday has arrived, and I'm very fat and very happy about it. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Uh, thank you. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 97 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. What do you say you come back for episode 98? 
Yeah, let's do it. If I promise that I will scare you in a different way, is that good? No. No. Can you promise you won't scare I will me? not promise that. No. Oh, okay. I will not because I, I don't assumed. think I can make good on that promise. All right, that's Kelsey Ball. I'm Steve Rao, and we say thank you to Price Custom Homes for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. Greg and Mitch Price have been building homes for 50 years, and they would love to build a home for you. You can get more information by going to their website, PriceCustomHomes.com. For Kelsey Bowl with the three young adults, I'm Steve Rao saying thank you for listening to Episode 97, and we look forward to joining you for Episode 98 of The Sass.